Just a gigolo <laughs> everywhere I go. People know the part I'm playing. Gigolo, gigolo, pay for every dance. Selling each romance. Ooh, what you were saying. I don't even know the words. I don't know the there words. There will come a day when youth will pass away. Do <laughs> <laughs> say about me oh man very very well done you need a top hat i do i do to do the dance in the video right or yeah. the or the frog dance i the, think wait don't i have to have a red and white striped pants or was that a different oh that was jump that was the oh that was video. jump i think yes. just a gigolo he actually had a top hat yeah but no shirt was he shirtless oh, i feel like shirtless i definitely would not do shirtless no <laughs> i would not recommend that no 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 <laughs> For so many reasons. Yes. Not because I'm anti-nudity, but, no, you no. know. Personally, I have a problem with, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be nude in no. front of other people. No, me neither. Nope. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hello, everyone. That was a weird start. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. We want to welcome Beth, our new listeners. Where? Springfield, Missouri. I welcome. And Lisbon, Portugal. Where, I want to go to Portugal. I do, too. I like to go to Portugal I someday. I do, too. We'll put that on our tour list. Okay. So when we go on tour. Yes. Speaking of tours. Yes. Let's start out, Case, by talking about Made in Nerdwalkie. Yay! We did it last year. It was super fun. We did. We had a great time, and we're going to do it again this year. So I, this year I have to give out candy cigarettes. Yes. Cracker Jack. Yes. And what was the other one I said? Um, oh, candy, candy necklaces. Yes, candy necklaces. So yes. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a little merch. We'll have some pens and stickers to give out. Okay. So if you're in the Milwaukee area, Sunday, October 8th, 2023, Come and check us out. It's at a different location, Case. Okay. We're going to be inside this year. Although last year was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. a beautiful was day. A day. Yes, but you never know. Not in October, you don't. Correct. So it's at Enlightened Brewing. Okay. Which is 2020. Brewing. <laughs> Enlightened Brewery. <laughs> it's at Shots. Shamil, Shamil, Pass Incorporated. Um, twenty twenty South Alice Street in Milwaukee. Okay, I think that's on the South Side, maybe Bayview area or something. I'm not sure exactly. I've never been there. Okay, I don't know where that is. So, come and see us if you're out in Milwaukee area. Admission is free, and they have great artists. They do. We did a little they shopping do, last do. year. You bought some yarn. Yes, I did. I bought some art. You bought I art. bought art. I bought that Kermit. And your sister bought something when she stopped by. Yes. And remember the bakeries that were there? Oh, yeah. Some really good it bakery was stuff. Super yummy. So yummy. there's a lot of really interesting things there. So definitely worth coming. Yes. yes. Not just to see Not us. Not just to see us. But you should come to see us. It's true. Because we're we're pretty cool. And you'll be able to find us quite easily. We have a we have a big sign, and also Casey will have colorful hair. It's true. Today it's blue, green, it's, it's teal. Enchanted forest. We should have that for Enchanted Brewing. <laughs> brewery. The Shots Brewery. See, I don't know if I should say this to jinx us, but I have a plan for us to do. I want to do a shot-by-shot -shot recreation of the Laverne and Shirley opening, but that's going to have to wait because we're both a little too busy for that. But it's going to happen someday. Yes. And it'll be after we meet Case Henry Winkler. It's true. We're going to meet Henry Winkler this fall in Chicago area, Naperville. He's going to be going on a book tour for his upcoming autobiography called Becoming Henry. All right. And we, the closest he's coming is the Chicago area, which we love. We love Chicago. Yeah. We're like super like Chicago-y now because we've been down there a lot this year. It's true. So we're going down there to see him when he does it. If he's coming to your area, go see him. I think he's just seems like such a nice man. 
And I just recently watched Night Shift because I was on John's Movie Lovers Unite podcast. Oh, yeah. And we talked about Night Shift. I actually picked it because it's Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. And as you well know, Michael Keaton is the best Batman. There's no discussion. Yeah, that's the end of that. I'm going to fight anybody. So let's get started with talking about our movie. All right. We're back with Tori. Yes, we are. Tori's a, she's, she's a pretty high level participant in the made for TV movie club reviews. Right. Although the last movie we reviewed, she died within the first 15 minutes. That's true. This one, Mm -hmm. she's in the whole thing. She doesn't die. No, she doesn't. Co-ed call girl. Thankfully she doesn't die because it's a little tense moment there. It's true. It is. Co-ed call girl is number 49 on complex magazines, 50 most ridiculous lifetime movies. (laughs) And so other movies case that we have, uh, reviewed have been on there including the betty broderick story which Mm -hmm. is our most listened to episode and it continues to be twisted desire that was the one with uh sabrina the teenage yeah which Mm -hmm. friends till the end which was your favorite in our first episode you love you know you loved it so much death of a cheerleader which is the other one i'm talking about that tori spelling died yes and Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Okay. Another Another Tori Tori Spelling. spelling. Now I can't remember if we did Mother May I first or before or after Death of a Cheerleader. But either way. I think really close together. They were pretty close together. So this is the third time we have Miss Tori Spelling. Okay. I I was going to say Mrs., but mm, (laughs) sorry. Apparently that's not. (laughs) Not anymore. Mm. Co-ed Call Girl first aired case on February 6, 1996. Okay. So just before my 25th birthday or my 26th birthday. Mm -hmm. One of the two. Mm -hmm. I don't do math. On CBS, according to TV Tango, the plot synopsis says, a vulnerable, lonely pre-med student who lives at home with her widowed mother falls prey to the charismatic owner of an escort call girl service. She's soon turning tricks and making big bucks, but begins to worry about her college boyfriend and her image. In order to break free of her smooth-talking pimp, she's forced to shoot him. Spoiler alert! Mm -hmm. At her trial... Her lawyer reveals the poor girl's nightmare. Oh, okay. I'm going to say... It's one way to look at that story. Maybe that's not at all how I would describe the story. No, me neither. I will say, we talked about this. I think of the movies I've seen with Tori Spelling in it and the TV show 90210. This was her best work. Yeah, she she did did good work. She didn't have a lot to work with, Mm -hmm. but she did a pretty good job. She did a good job. So... Young artist and Razzie Award winner. You're not really an actress unless you win a Razzie, right? Right. Um, Tori Spelling, she plays Joanna. This is our third movie, which I just said. So she's probably best known for being rich. I mean, her role is Donna Martin on Beverly Hills. I know. I know. I know. I think you liked her best in Sharknado. Yes. She had a little, you know, you love those Sharknado I love movies. the Sharknados. Did you watch the murder couch movie? The murder recliner? <laughs> yes. And you're like, that yes. wasn't. But the yes. picture was like a couch, not a recliner or the opposite. No, the ti- I think the title was Murder Couch, but it was actually a recliner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course I watched I it. I know you did. And it was fabulous. Right. So she's <laughs> also had a lot of reality TV shows and different var- variations. And she used to write a lot of books, like books about her life. Yes. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Barry Watson plays Jack Collins. So he's probably best known for his roles in the movies Boogeyman. And Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which is a super creepy movie if you've never seen it. Never seen it. It is a really interesting movie. 
And uh, of course, he was on the TV show Seventh Heaven. All right. He actually had to leave Seventh Heaven because he got Hodgkin's disease. Okay. So he was very sick for a long time, but he survived it, thankfully. His last role was in the 2022 TV series Naomi, which I've not heard of or watched. All right. About that one. So now we have Terry Halpert. She is Emmy nominee. Why can't I say Emmy nominee, Emmy nominee, Emmy nominee? I can say it fast. There you go. So she's probably best known for her roles in The Towering Inferno and The Way We Were. So she was pretty famous in the 70s. Like the corners of my mind. Very nice. That was just background music. You're doing babs. Yes. Her last role was in Emily or Oscar, and that was back in 2022. Okay. I think maybe we're seeing some gaps, too, because of the pandemic, which shut everything down. It's so true. some of this, now we're seeing, like, longer gaps between work. And I think we're probably going to see that again until, you know, actors and writers get what they should for compensation. It's true. Scott Plank plays Ron Tamblin. Sadly, yes. now Case, he passed away in, at age 43 in 2002 from a car accident. Yep. So this was one of his last roles. Mm -hmm. um, but he was in um, Holes. Yes. And they've dedicated the movie to him. And you know, I've seen that many times with right. my students because right. it's also a great read aloud. So yeah, that is. It's yeah. true. It's true. Okay. Well, Joanna Halbert, a pre-med student at the university, hurries from her dorm room, ignoring a call from her mother. Oh, no. She tells her roommate, Amanda, that her mom is a control freak. It's true. Amanda tells Joanna she won't make any friends if she's never around. And Joanna explains that her mom <laughs> needs her. Waldo, I want you to make some friends this year. Yes. What's that from? Do you know? Uh, Not for teacher, Van Halen. Okay. Well, I was thinking well, of... there at the beginning of the... Yes. Very beginning of the Do you remember when video. we did the Looney Tunes? Oh, and yeah. The, the, and the mom... Uh, oh, um, yeah. Yes. I think I, I said was... that that time, too. Okay. Waldo... I want you to make some friends this year. Okay, so cut to the bakery that Joanna's mother owns and her mom, Terry, tells her not to slouch and to have some confidence. So yeah, that's that's great. Thanks for the advice. Yeah, yeah. So cut to Joanna hanging out on campus with two friends. That, and she's like, I can't go away with you guys for the weekend. It's too expensive. Because they're talking about like going to a ski resort for the weekend. Like, yeah. I mean, this is, that takes there's, a lot. It's very expensive. There, there's, I think there are people that don't really... It, have enough money that they can just go off and do things without no, thinking no. about it. But, also, she has to work. But I also will say that one of the things I didn't like is how they kind of characterize her as, you know, I don't want to say the word poor, but like she didn't have money. She has to work, blah, blah, blah. Her mom lived in a nice house and owns a very busy bakery, according to this very movie. Yes. So I would not characterize her as that at all. I mean, maybe we most people can't afford luxury weekends just for the sake of luxury weekends. Exactly. But I would not characterize her in the way that they tried to. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got a group of Amanda's friends gathered in her dorm room. One of the friends reads a want ad for a job at Paradise Escort Agency. And so one of the girls calls that number and leaves a message to pretending to be Joanna and leaves the phone number. I kind of like that scene because it kind of seemed like a genuine way, you know, like when you hang out with your friends in the dorms. Yeah. You're just kind of looking for silly things yeah. to do. And we're not all online at the well, time. Well, I remember we used to we used to read the Shepherd Express like the dating ads and then we'd be like okay you call that one you call that one and I'll call this one right like and we all would call and right so we didn't have the Shepherd Express where I went to college originally so yeah we did a what did we do we listened to music a lot mm -hmm. yeah and I remember one time I got invited to a, a darn party and they had WAP 
that was Ooh. the first time I had WAP. Probably the last time I had WAP. Yeah, probably. That, didn't, that was that was a fun night, but it's not a, a great plan. morning. Yeah. Joanna, okay, now the next day we got Joanna studying at the bakery and Jack Collins comes in to place an order. Uncle, he's Uncle pretty Bernard good looking. Love. Yeah, he's in. Got he, the long hair. I used to love the long hair on the men, remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that was kind of my type for a long time? It's true. So Jack explains that he's a TA and also that he and Joanna are in a class together. It's interesting case that he would be a TA because I was a TA. And also be taking an undergraduate class because you have to be a graduate student to be a TA. But anyway, anyway, you know, it drives me crazy to see the the college stuff that's always so wrong. Yep. Later, Terry tells Joanna that she, so Joanna's like, hey, mom, it's parents day. And Terry's like, well, I can't go because I have a wedding cake to make and deliver that day. And it's like, okay, boohoo. All right. So now we (laughs) cut to Joanna. She is studying in her dorm room and ring, ring. Hi, is this Joanna? Yes, this is Joanna. Yeah. Hi, this is Kimberly from Paradise Escort Agency returning the call. And Joanna's like, oh, by the way, that was just my friends joking around. And Kimberly's like, oh, huh? I had roommates like that. Anyway, I'm having a party on the beach and I totally think you should come. And Joanna's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. Right. I'm going to do that. Even though we have no idea who any of these people are. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go to a rando party at the beach. Yep. Joanna arrives. I probably would have too, because that was a really cool beach. Yeah. That house. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh my gosh, Case, that house was amazing. It was gorgeous. So Joanna arrives at the gorgeous house for the party and Kimberly introduces Joanna around. Everybody's having a great time, drinking, playing tennis, volleyball, swimming. It's kind of like, you know, the man- the Playboy Mansion. Right, That's that was the vibe. Yep. Kimberly introduces Joanna to Andy Carlson and Ron Tamblin. The, and Ron is the owner of the Paradise Escort Agency. Okay, so... Which we have to keep track of, because you and I both had... There were some scenes where it wasn't exactly clear who she was even with, and... Yep. I don't know. It was a little confusing. I'm going to trust what you wrote, and I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. Because there were times that I was like, who is that? And I couldn't tell because... Well, I rewound it and looked again, and then I would go back, like, further back in the movie to compare. Also, because the guys all kind of looked the same. Well, they they were Except for Jack. There was not much distinction about them at all. Yeah. And they were all brunettes. And in fact, when I wrote this paragraph about Andy Carlson and Ron Tamlin, they don't tell you which one of them owns the agency. Nope. You don't know. Nope. So, and it's not really clear how Andy Carlson is involved in it because he's not really in the movie. It's just, it's, I told you this before. One of the things that's really surprised me about writing the script for these is how, how to write a script when they don't really even say some of the names. Yep. And then you go back on IMDb and there's either no picture or the pictures of them 30 years later. Yep. It's really it's hard. A stranger. It's a strange experience. Yep. Okay. Well, so Joanna and Andy are chit-chatting and she tells Andy that her dad died when she was eight and that her mom was a famous cellist, uh, Terry Halbert. Joanna tells Andy that her relationship with her mother is complicated. I think they all are. In yeah. fact, the, I think the most complicated one was what we saw. I'm going to speak about this for a minute, a second. You and I saw Jagged Little Edge. This Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill. Why did I say? I Jagged Edge was an 80s movie yes. that I loved. Jagged Little Pill. And it was so moving and touched me so, so much. Yep. I'm still thinking about it. Yep. But that's a complicated mother. If you get a chance to see that show, see it. See it. But don't. But do, be prepared for. It's. Whew. But don't look it up. Nope. Don't look go it up. With a, go with your. Uh, go with a 
open heart. It mm -hmm. is. It moved me. Yep. It was amazing. Okay. So Kimberly asks Joanna if she would go out on a date with Andy. Joanna's like, no. Uh, but then Kimberly's like, hey, come on. I'll loan you an outfit. Ron's really generous and it's going to be great. Okay. So of course it's a beautiful outfit. Oh yeah. The, the outfits she wears are gorgeous. Yep. When she's dressed like for work, we yes. should call it. Yep. So Joanna and Andy end up going on a fancy date to a fancy restaurant. Joanna tells Andy that she's boring. She's from Tarzana, whatever that is. It's a town outside of LA. Okay. I looked it up. Okay. That's how I know. After dinner, they hit the nightclub, have fun dancing, yada, yada. The date ends with a kiss on the back of, a, of the hand and a limo ride back to the mansion. Fancy. So when Joanna gets back to the mansion, Kimberly's like, and you can keep the dress that you wore. So Ron then hands Joanna an envelope with $400 and she tries to refuse the money, but eventually accepts it. And Ron says that she's very special and he feels like they're kindred spirits. And then until he doesn't. Yeah. And then Ron says to Joanna, listen, like this is, this is what being an escort is. So it's your call on whether you want to have sex or not. And she's like, huh, well, if that's what it is, uh, I'll work for the agency. $400 for a couple hours of work in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. It's a lot. So back on campus, Joanna is picked up by Kimberly. Joanna in a, a hot little convertible. Oh, yeah. She's Joanna, got a little convertible. Joanna tells Kimberly that she got an A- minus on an exam and had a great time with a doctor on a Fancy. date the night before. Fancy. Fancy mm. So she's had another date. Kimberly gives Joanna a pager. It was the I'm, 90s, baby. Yep. And and guess what? Shopping montage. Woohoo! Yep. Because I don't think texting was a thing until what? The early 2000s. There was no cell phones. Oh, but, even know. later than that, because I remember my first time texting was with Katya's babysitter, Hannah, when Hannah went to college. So that, that meant that Katya was like two. So it had to be like 2010. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I got my first phone around 2009. Okay. 2009. I'm just like having trouble with the words. Again, every time we get on the mic, I'm like, um, and that word that I'm yep. trying to think of, mm -hmm. just look it up case. <laughs> happens, happen, yeah. Happens to the best of us. All right. So during the shopping montage, Joanna gets a pedicure, a facial, a haircut, Oh, it's go figure. Kimberly offers to arrange a date with a famous author, Darren Bronson, that Joanna admires. So then Kimberly calls Joanna Jojo, which is a nickname that her mother had used, and uh, Joanna likes it. Yeah. All right. So Joanna comes home and her roommate's, roommate's like, uh, you don't look like you anymore. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's because you got fancy, fancy clothes and a fancy haircut. Yep. In literature class, the professor calls on Joanna, who's struggling to answer his question. Jack, who is also in this class, asks her out with a note. That's pretexting days. Yes. Joanna and Jack have coffee afterwards and they make small talk about their lives, future careers and studies. Yeah. So Joanna then stops at to visit her mom and she has purchased a very expensive, beautiful shawl for her mother. It's beautiful, but it's really just plain white. So, okay. Yeah. She tells Joanna that Joanna shouldn't be spending money on frivolous gifts and that, and then gives it back to her. You know, that's the one thing I don't like about this movie is that they do, the way they characterize the mother is they don't make her that mean 
and, and sometimes she's a, she's not very kind to, to Joanna, but they don't, it's, she's not a strong enough character. Like the Elizabeth Montgomery, we want, we yeah. watched where that mom was just awful the whole time. Yep. So that's why I don't like it when she keeps saying, oh, she's overbearing. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Because they don't. Cause she's have, not. She's not. No. And, and this was just rude. Yeah. Like take the gift, mom. Joanna says, mom, I'm never going to be like you. <laughs> And then she leaves. So we're going to take a break and listen to that. I'm going to cry over what she said. Oh, it's, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, very Isadora Duncan-like. Oh, really? It's gorgeous. Oh, it must have cost a fortune. Oh, it's very sweet, Adriana, but... But what? You have to be more responsible with your money. You can't go around buying frivolous gifts for people. Why do you have to make this into something negative? Can't you just accept it and say thank you? I'm trying to give you the benefit of my experience, sweetie. Life doesn't always turn out the way you plan. Yeah, what, like my husband might die and I'll have to raise my kid by myself? Don't worry, Mom. I'll never be like you. Four hours later, yes. we're restarting. We just yes. had a nice chat. Didn't we have we? things to catch up on. We, I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time, but I, I know, just but saw you on true. Sunday. <laughs> I know because we only had like 20 texts this morning. I know. Instead I, of 200. And I'm trying to think though. I think when I saw you Sunday, it had been at least a week or two since I've seen you. Yeah. Oh, but we forgot to also mention how much did you love Barbie? I loved Barbie so much, Beth. I'm speechless right now. I've seen it twice already and I cannot wait to see it again. I will say if you are a mother of daughters, take your daughter and um, she might appreciate you just a little bit more for a couple of Aww. hours or days. I got a few hours out of Katya on that one. So I'm really, <laughs> really happy about that. Um, and, and as I told you, if you are a mother of daughters, it hits different than if you are not a mother of daughters. Because as a mother of a daughter, I struggled with the, the female image that Barbie portrayed. I thought that there was an interesting dichotomy. You can be anything as Barbie, because Barbie can be anything. She is everything. She's but everything. Also, I felt that Barbie was sexualized, like, right. It, because like, you know, the yes. body image things. And the movie addressed all of that in a wonderful way. It's just, I highly recommend it. And I have, I don't know if in my whole life I've ever seen a movie in a theater more than once. And Barbie movie, I've seen twice so far i will yeah it's only been out two weeks yeah i know and i've I got to go see it with you so we'll have yes, to pick so a that'll time. be my third time i i the only movie i know that i saw multiple times was when i was saved up all my babysitting money to go see raiders of the lost ark oh okay. i think i saw it like four times maybe okay. five in the theater because the closest movie theater well so we had a theater downtown cedarburg yep. i was where i grew up mm -hmm. uh, called the rivoli which is still open but it was always second run movies yes today i think sometimes they have first run but it's usually second run so i knew it wouldn't come because back then if you saw a movie in a theater it was a year before it went to a second run yeah a year before it became came out on vhs yep and i'm not even sure if Raiders of the lost ark vhs was a thing when it came out it was like 81 i don't know so i'm not sure but so the theater, the closest theater to my house was at the very sad, now no, defunct no. Northridge Mall. Yes. Which was a half an hour drive. So to get someone to drive me and pick me up. Yep. Because we've talked about this. Parents back in the day. Nope. Wah, wah, wah. You yep. should be not seen or heard. <laughs> yeah. 
really neither. They didn't want to drive. No. So that that movie, I love that movie so much, which is so weird because I don't really watch fantasy or sci-fi or anything. I mm-hmm. mean, I liked Star Wars, but I liked, I loved that movie. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a thing. Yeah. Let's go back to co-ed call girl. All right. Here we go. Miss Tori Spelling. Joanna. She wears a scarf. The scarf that her mom said take back. Yes. With this gorgeous blue designer dress. Mm-hmm. So she meets up with Ron telling him she has to leave for a date with Darren, Darren Bronson, who was the, the author from earlier. Okay. And that date included dancing by the pool and champagne. It's funny because they make all this seem super romantic. And I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Yeah. There is a song about falling in love. Did you notice that? I I'm did. like, oh, that's I did. gross. I did. And then there was a weird <laughs> bathtub scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. With a very short but obligatory TV movie sex scene. Yep. Amanda approaches Joanna at the library to borrow chapstick. So Amanda, remember, is Joanna's roommate. Yes. So she's searching through Joanna's bag. It's kind of weird, but you know what? Super standard. Like, yeah. hey, do you have this? Go through your bag, whatever. Yep. It was kind of a thing. Now I'm a little more like, don't go through my purse. Not because I don't want people going through my purse. I just, I always say when I had kids, like that was the one place that I had that wasn't anybody else's. Yes. So just leave my crap alone. Yes. Anyway, but then again, back then I didn't remember when I first met you, I didn't carry purses. No. I had a black leather jacket. Everything fit fine yeah i had my money in one pocket my cigarettes and my lighter in another yeah my car key and my key for my apartment if i was not living with my parents yep <laughs> i could change anytime yep anyway that was me in the t- my 20s yep so she borrows the chapstick and she's like looking through the bag and then she finds this giant lot of cash and she's like oh where's the money from and joanna's like oh Oh, I forgot to deposit for my mom for the bakery. Um, yeah, yeah. And she's like, be careful with that. And Joanna's like, okay. Yeah. So now they go, there's another party at this mansion. This place is the rocking place to be. Yep. Joanna is doing her best super skinny Marilyn, Ma- Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I am a terrible writer. I was wondering, I was like, did I fall asleep? No. Again. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I have to meet with my um, thesis director on Monday. And I wonder how many mistakes like that I made in my, yeah. my novel, her best Marilyn Monroe. Only she was really skinny. Yes. Cause because she has, her hair is platinum, platinum blonde. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, where did everybody go? Like home Tori. They all went home. Yep. Mm-hmm. So her client, Jason hits on her and she's like, Oh no, I can't do this. I'm not that kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So okay. then she goes back to Ron's. And he's mad because she blew it because she, quote unquote, turned him on and turned him down. So Ron fires her. And she's like, oh, no, don't fire me. And they hug. And then he's like, why don't you go make it up to the client? And he offers her a gun for protection. This weird scene out of nowhere. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, here, take this gun. And so then Kimberly comes into the scene. Kimberly is like a weird character because she's not really a part of it, but she's totally a part she's of it. pretty much the madam. By the way, it's Jerry Ryan for anyone who wants to know. She was uh, Star Trek. I think she was on Star Trek. Okay. And so she's like, here, Joanna, take a drink. And then my first thought was, is that roofied? Like, I don't know. You never find out, but it seemed Agreed. weird. Agreed. It was I just so creepy. Like, here, mm-hmm. take this drink. It's the middle of the night, mm-hmm. by the way. Yep. So, huh. Kimberly tells Joanna to stuff substitute Brad Pitt when she's, you know, doing her call girl stuff. Okay. And then she's like, ha ha ha, that's really funny. And then she goes and sleeps with Jason. Yep. And then she's like super upset because they like have a close up of her face being all creeped out. Yeah. Like, oh, oh no. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, 
she didn't do a terrible job with this movie. It just is not a movie that is a good, well-written movie. There was Agreed. a lot of not good things in this movie. So now in the morning, because apparently that's a thing you stay overnight, she gets a limo ride back to Ron's mansion. There's a lot of mansions in this movie. Uh, and she are. cries and Ron gives her a necklace and tells her she deserves it because she's the best. And he calls her a good girl. Ugh. I just threw up in my mouth right now. Yep. So now tired, Joanna's exhausted and she's working at the bakery and she is just doing her best not to be, I don't know, sleepy looking. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, mom, I'm fine. When her mom is like, what's wrong with you? And then Jack calls and she's like, well, I can't hang out because I have to uh, work tonight. No, I just can't hang out. So they go meet at like, there's a park by the bakery. Yes. So she's like, I can meet with you for like two seconds. So He's like, oh, guess what? I got a 3% on the LSAT, which is the pre-law exam. He wants to go to law school. And let me tell you, a 3% is is pretty much full-ride scholarship mm -hmm. because we had a friend who did really well on her pre-sats and she, and she, LSATs, I mean, and she got a full-ride scholarship and I don't even think it was top three. I think it was even like top 10 for sure, but okay. it's, it's, a good, it's a good score, or at least it was back in the day. I don't know if that's changed. Okay. So- then they're like talking about their lives and their futures and they're having like getting to know you conversations. And it's weird because like, it seems like it's a lot deeper than it is, but they're not showing you any more than what they're showing you. So it appears that they only have gone on like two dates. Yes. But apparently they're like suddenly quite involved. I don't know. So he kisses her and her beeper goes off and she's like, Oh, gotta go. Yeah. Like that was my mom. Gotta run. Cause okay. you know how your mom always beeps you. Right. Yes. So she's now she's dressed up and she actually kind of looks like a hooker at this point. She's wearing yep. a really, really short, short skirt and high heels. She runs into the professor from the lit class and he's kind of like, oh, what are you doing here? I almost didn't recognize you. And she's like, oh, I was at a wedding on whatever floor. And he's like, oh, I was there. I didn't see you. And she's like, oh, I guess I blended in. Ha ha ha. See you next week. And saunters on off. And he looks at her like they show him watching her like um, something's not right here, sister. Yeah. So now Joanna, Joanna's roommate, Amanda, asks her, like, are you okay? And you seem different. And then she's like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> she's just running all over the place. Yeah. Jack tells Joanna he wants to stay in California for law school rather than to move to New York for her. Yeah. I mean, they've only dated twice at this point. This is their third date that they've shown us. Yes. And then they make out sitting on the hood of her car. Yes. <laughs> I think we're supposed to see like the dichotomy. I'd like to use that word. Of her it's falling in love with Jack and then her doing this job and having sex with strangers. Right. But also the like they're like, are they what's the point they're trying to make that she's still she's still the same old Joanna because she drives a crappy car? I guess. You maybe. know what I mean? I, I mean, know. I like the word dichotomy though. We should talk about that more. Okay. Now, back at the mansion. Yes. Joanna asked Kimberly if she ever feels dirty. And Kimberly doesn't because she's not a hooker. She just runs the whole show. Yeah. Kimberly, Kimberly tells her not to get a hung. This was a weird scene because it was in a bath. So Joanna is in a bathroom, like a giant bath. This is a mansion bathroom. So it's yeah. not, it's more like a spa in there. Yeah. And Kimberly comes in and then Kimberly just gets naked and gets in the tub. Yeah. And they're uh -huh. having this conversation. Uh -huh. it, it's a strange con. It's a strange it's weird. It's weird. It's Not going to lie. Yeah. So then, then Kimberly's like, oh, don't get hung up on morality, which I think is funny because like, look at this house. Yeah. So she's like, Kimberly, I want a sweet, ordinary guy. And Kimberly is like, ha ha ha. No, don't do that. 
Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So now this is the weirdest TV movie scene. I think we've, would you agree? This is the weirdest one we've seen so far. Yes. This one. Oh, so the bathroom one was weird. Yeah. This, this one is, is even weirder. Yeah. So Joanna's all dressed up, obviously going to meet date and there's a door and the sign on the door says maestro, right? Yep. So she walks in this door and there's a screen. So you could see like there's an orchestra and in comes, I guess, the maestro, the yeah, maestro, because they show they show some of the orchestra playing the music, and right. he's very, you know, like like angry, overly stereotypical conductor. I I actually don't really know anything about conductors except for the maestro and Seinfeld. Well, and, I, <laughs> and that's all I could think of. I know during this whole Me too, scene, except for okay, so it gets weirder. Yeah, so he comes in and he's like angry and super overly dramatic, and his arms are flailing. And he tells her he doesn't want to have sex with her, but he wants her to strip while he plays piano. Yep. Yep. And then he starts playing and she doesn't know what to do. And he's like, on the first note, Joanna. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was. <laughs> yep. And then she strips while he plays a very like classical. Blah. Yeah. But like overplayed, blah, blah. The whole song. scene is overplayed. It's like, so bizarre. As if, as if a conductor comes and to, to calm down after an upsetting performance, he plays the piano and watches a stripper. Aren't there people around, like, I don't know, musicians? And if you recall, that door was glass. No. I think it was a glass door. You, again, you just, these are silly details. He Kathy. is literally backstage. Yeah, he's the maestro, though. He comes in from the back. Yep. It, yep. It, it's his it, dressing room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know, Keith. I yeah. don't know. So I'm watching. I've been watching the Holderness family videos. Do you yes. know, you know, you watch them, right? I they're do, so fun. They're well, you know, hilarious. she's they got the neighbor now. Yes, she's from the Midwest, eh? Yes. And I feel so seen. <laughs> Kim, you need a hot dish. Kim, did you see they went to Milwaukee? Yes, and they went and saw the Bronze Fonz. Yes, did I send you that? Uh, you I said did, but you. I had seen. I feel like I'd seen it before. I've never felt more seen in my life. Yes. I'm telling you, Kim. <laughs> You gotta try the hot dish. Yes. Joanna later tries to quit on Ron. Or yep. like, hey, can I take a break? And he's like, oh, no, you just need a mud bath. I'll send you to the spa. Yeah. So then he's like, get rid of the boyfriend. Yeah. I'm not asking. Uh-huh. At this yeah. point, he, at this point, Ron becomes gross, but he's not gross because he actually seems like a nice guy. So it's hard. He's, he's not. Oh, a, I thought he, he was doesn't, very gross. He, he's like the character is gross, but he the actor wasn't. No, but we like the actor because he died and he was I know, in holes, I know. So we have right, you're right. So she now is avoiding Jack on campus. Yeah, great. she's like, back off, dude. So now they're in love, and now they're not. Yep. And so he's like, what the heck? So he follows her, like any good stalker would do. Exactly. Follows her. Well, that's that was. Uh, and he sees her like going, leaving the mansion, all dressed up like a hooker or a call yeah. girl, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. he's like, are you cheating on me? <laughs> yeah. Jack. Yes. The answer is yes, Jack. Yes. So, okay. She's like, get the heck out. He leaves, she leaves. And Ron comes out staring you know, like, uh, what just happened? Right. Like she didn't get rid of the boy. I don't know what the heck Ron was doing there. It was dumb. Joanna gets a message from Jack who meets up with her on campus. Like he's trying to get a hold of her. And so he stalks her on campus. They have a fight. She's leaving again because she just keeps running off. She's like, back off. I need space because that's all she ever says to him anymore. And then he's like, 
what's going on? And she's like, leave me alone. So then she leaves and I don't know, she leaves and then Joanna and her date leave. And then that, so that's when that happens. And then Joanna and Ron fight because she wants to quit. So this is later after she comes back, he threatens her. And then he's like, you're not quitting. Mm -hmm. So now Joanna's in her dorm room studying. Her beeper goes off. She ignores it and she cries. Exactly. So Joanna then closes the bakery and Ron comes by and he's angry because she was a no-show the night before. But then her mom comes out from the back and he's like, oh, I'm jo I'm Joanna's friend. I need all these cakes for a party. And he, it's a weird scene. And, and I guess he's trying to like trying bully to her. Yeah, but also cover. Like, yeah, threaten, like her. He threaten her. But I'm your friend and I'm not going to tell your mom right now. But I could tell her any yes. second. Yes. So he's like, get the cakes for this party. And here's an address. And, and, and it's on the back of like an escort card. Yes. So she like turns it over really quickly. So the mom won't see it. And then he's like, you better make sure the client is happy. So let's take a break and listen while we all go we'll take a shower. Hands. Yeah. Hi, this is Albert. Joanna's told me so much about you. I'm sorry, you are... Ron Tamlin. Joanna's never mentioned me? No, I don't think so. I'm an old professor of hers. Really? Yeah, we became great friends. Now, I understand that you're a celebrated cellist. <laughs> so, Ron, what is it that you need? Uh, a couple of cakes for about 20 people. What kind of cakes? Joanna can decide. She knows what I like. Oh, look at the time. Look, I'm really running late. Uh, you'll deliver them? I just had to make sure that I finished that peanut butter cup. I, I know I'm going to have the second one I right know. now. These are delicious. <clears throat> thank you, Lisa. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we probably shouldn't tell her we're eating the peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> also, sorry, Lisa. <laughs> They're not for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Joanna, now she arrives. <laughs> At a disgustingly seedy motel to find herself running from a $50 client. Mm. Oh, my God. Just the opposite of what she's been doing. <laughs> so then she's uh, walking through the red light district and she takes a cab to the mansion. Ron tells her if she doesn't behave, she gets the cut rate program. Gross. She threatens to go to the police if she Ron should. hurts her or anyone else. Ron then threatens Joanna at gunpoint and he's like... Really, he's he attempts to rape her. Right. He, he assaults an, her. Assault, yeah. She gets the gun away from him and uh it, it, there's a slow motion, she shoots him. Right. Okay. So and she leaves. <sighs> On campus, Jack approaches her and asks to speak with her. And two detectives are just walking up the sidewalk and they're like, Hey, I'm detective, and this is detective. And they ask Joanna about Ron. And she's taken in for questioning. Jack wants to go with, but they refuse to let him. So the the detectives then in the police station, they play a 911 call from Ron for Joanna. And in it, Ron tells them that Joanna shot him. Joanna finds out that Oops. he's still alive. Oh, no. And she's charged with attempted homicide. Oh, no. She calls her mom for help. Finally. And is booked into custody. Joanna's mom comes to visit her in jail, upset that Joanna is a prostitute. Oh, mm -hmm. no. She tells Joanna she's glad that her father isn't alive to see this. 
and that her bail is $250,000, which was probably what a million dollars in today's money. Probably. Yeah. But so she's, she's so poor. She can't go see a Brad Pitt movie or go away for the weekend, but they can come up with bail money. Yep. So Terry, Joanna's mom, she hires lawyer, Henry Binder. He comes to visit Joanna in jail and Henry tells Joanna that he needs a hundred percent honesty. Wouldn't that be a great name for a librarian? Mm-hmm. Henry Binder? Yes. Or a bookmaker? Yes. <laughs> Joanna responds by lying. Of course she does. <laughs> and denying that she was on the scene and shot Ron. And then so they agree that they're that she's going to plead innocent. So also case, there's no such thing. You either plead guilty or not guilty. I know. There's no such thing as innocent, innocent. Henry Binder. So Henry gets Joanna released and she moves back home because there's been a lot of news coverage about the story. Terry and Joanna, they have a heart-to-heart talk. Or whatever. It's close as one can have as in a Lifetime TV movie. Yep. It's not a Lifetime TV movie yet, but it's played on Lifetime all yes. the time. So Jack arrives to check on Joanna and gives her a list of defense lawyers. He offers to help research her defense and they have a conversation and he tells her, that he loves her again they dated three times i know he didn't want to leave i know she blows him off i know she finds out he finds out that she's like been literally been cheating on him if they're really in love but he's in love Beth. and now she's like he's like i want to help you and she's like eh, yeah all right so now joanna and terry meet with henry he tells them about that Joanna's fingerprints were on the gun and her shawl was at the scene. Joanna continues to deny being there. Henry knows Joanna is lying. And finally, she confesses. I well, mean, time, like, oh, Joanna. We all knew. 10 minutes, man. We waited 10 minutes for you to come clean. Yep. So uh, before we, we now are in the courthouse and it's before court, the press descends on Henry and Joanna. Henry changes joanna's defense to not guilty by reason of self-defense is that is that a defense can you actually is that a real thing i don't know i mean i probably like i mean i know that well, we you have yeah st- stand your self-defense can, yeah but can you plead not guilty but but yes. you would just plead not guilty and say it's self-defense right i mean I is that it or are we just talking about Why lifetime tv me i know but questions. don't you watch all the court shows i do um well i watch some of them but i don't pay that close of attention remember well not paying attention and sleeping are two different yeah, things, exactly. my dear. All right, so <laughs> we've got Ron testifying that he fired Joanna Bye. due to her erratic behavior. She became hysterical and enraged and shot him with the gun. You know, all us girls, brought. we just get we just become hysterical at the yes. drop of a hat. So Henry shows that Ron has committed tax fraud oh, no. and uses fake names oh, to no. avoid paying taxes. Oh, no. Uh, Joanna testifies that she's telling the truth about the threats and what happened when she shot Ron and she is found not guilty. Oh, thank goodness. I was so worried about Joanna. So Terry, Joanna and Jack leave the courtroom side by side as Ron smiles at her. And the same end. Oh, thankfully. Yes. So for our next episode, we're going to be removing, removing, no nope. reviewing. Yep. And recapping yep. a kiss. So deadly from 1996. All right. Do you have a favorite TV movie from the seventies, eighties or nineties? You'd like us to review. Let us know. Find us on our socials. We're on Facebook, uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called today. Instagram and threads, or give the hashtag MFTV MC podcast to Google. 
and you'll find us. Do you know I did in future? I already had this up, this printed up when we when Twitter changed its name. Uh-huh. So in future episodes, I actually have Twitter or whatever it's calling itself today. <laughs> That's funny you said that. <laughs> you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse.